Good evening all, this is episode 94 of the best hockey podcast in the whole of the west of Scotland. I think you would agree with that. <laughs> Even that's the bit about things. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we should get more than two minute penalty for doing this podcast. Uh, should be a, a game misconduct, it's that bad sometimes. But anyway. The, the Chris Lawrence of podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We've we've already racked up hundreds of penalty minutes across <laughs> these episodes so far. So he's sitting yeah. there. He's sitting sixth in the league for penalty minutes after two games. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Great. Twenty-seven eh? minutes. Twenty-seven Thanks. against uh, Northam and then twenty-nine against Guildford. Yeah, it's a great start for him. Um, <laughs> but I think they've won both games. So if the guy's averaging twenty well. odd penalty minutes a game. <laughs> Then, <laughs> but still winning, that's a good impact. You'd take that. <laughs> Maybe that's what we are missing. Um, but yeah, since since we recorded a couple of weeks ago, the results have uh, have been as as bad as Chris Lawrence's discipline. Um, <laughs> we've had uh, one win in five, is it? One win in four. One in five. One in yeah. five. A uh, couple of overtime losses in there, though, so it doesn't look as bad. Yeah, a couple of overtime losses. Um, so when we last recorded, uh, I think was before we headed to Sheffield, a midweek. And uh, I think we were, well, most teams are probably fear going to Sheffield. We've been quite close with them. In every game so far, really, um, and we did manage to get a point from that, which I thought was was good in the end. Um, albeit we've, we've still not managed to beat them, uh, but a point from that, I think we would have taken at that time, given the run of form we were in. Yeah, absolutely. I think the game was kind of bookended by goals. Uh, started off well. Uh, Ronnie Southam with the with a goal for us. Um it's not, not a name you hear on the on the score sheet all too often. Uh assist from Matt Haywood and uh, a guy called Jamie Crooks. I don't know yeah, who that is. Signed for us in the summer, I think. Right. Yeah, he used to play for Guildford, I think. He scored uh, <laughs> scored five against Cardiff one day. <laughs> yeah, that's him, yeah. Uh, and Kim Gothi towards the end of the game an assist from C Y H. It's C Y H is not easier to say than Colton Yellowhorn, so just maybe just refer back to Colton Yellowhorn. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just uh, Steelers obviously are going to be difficult to be on any on any night. But um, I mean, when you've got a squad like they have and guys like Evan Mosey and Mark Mark Valorant are going to just Constant, constant point getters. Uh, Justin Hodgman as well has been sneaky good against us as well, uh, with when they're in overtime. But generally, though, I'll take like any game against Sheffield where you can run them close and maybe sneak something out of it. I will take that anything. Yeah, um, I think um, we're just going to say that we. We kind of resort to our 
backs to the wall style um, absorb pressure certainly when we play against Sheffield that's that's always the comment from uh, Aaron Fox he always says that that's how how we play but uh, I think just having a look at at the shots totals um, I think we faced 39 shots by the looks of it and had 15 15 on uh, on their goaltender so we were quite heavily outshot but at the same time we know that the main man between the between the pipes will keep us in games and that's just the sort of style that we've adopted especially on the road this year and yeah like you said a point can't really complain and uh, you know that kept the run of good results going really although you don't really ever want to say a defeat's a good result but getting a point from there definitely is yeah because you'd kind of go into every game against Sheffield thinking that if they turn up nine times out of ten they're going to beat you um, that's just kind of the way it is just now with the, with the league and um, you know the, the kind of funding that, that Sheffield have got available at their disposal so um, so yeah and you know, you've heard it from Alpin Cannon as well a number of times that that's the kind of team that, that we are or that's the kind of team that we have to be to, to be able to grind out uh, and get results from from games like that. Yeah, um, I do. I do think that. Uh, I mean, just looking at the uh, standings up till now, Sheffield have only lost uh, four times, once in overtime, and it's uh, so. Whoever whoever's taking points there is is definitely more than happy. I would say. Um, and, and that led on to a, a home game with Guildford and I think I was quite optimistic about this one that maybe we'd finally turn our fortunes round against them uh, in the end another overtime loss and actually I thought it wasn't the best it wasn't the best of games I think it definitely was one of those that you think is going to overtime and penalty shots it didn't reach penalty shots but I think it it definitely could have the way the teams were quite evenly matched good start from us with a, an early goal from Gautier but then Guilford scored quite soon after and it was a bit attritional I would say in the, the second and possibly third period there were some good Good chances for both, but not really that much happened. Um, it was one of the, the less exciting games to be at, even though Guildford normally I quite enjoy watching them. Uh, and then, obviously, they've still got the, that voodoo doll-style curse over us and got the winner, uh, Chris Gary, in overtime. So we still can't beat them. I don't know what we need to do. Uh, I have no idea either. Um, but you know, having said that, started that game well as well, like like the Sheffield game before it, and getting that early goal. Um, you know, you kind of think that's setting the tone early doors, but um, obviously that was the the kind of end of the scoring from from Clan's point of view. 
one one of the best ways to sum up was that in the the game centre when it gives you the action events. In the second period, it's just listed as no events Nothing. for this period. Um, and and there weren't any penalties until until that third period, and you kind of thought that that was going to be possibly the the one that would break the deadlock again. Um, and it, there was one called in overtime, actually, I think. Uh, and Guilford's goal was Malcolm Cameron reviewed it in the, oh, that's the right. hope so in the hope that that uh, they would have taken that the uh, I think he thought it was a, a trip on one of our players before the goal but it wasn't to be um, and Guilford get those two points which is disappointing because I thought at that time the momentum we had with the results we could have a two a two point swing there would have really brought us Closer, closer to them, and finally maybe made us think that we can actually beat them, but not to be. No, not to be. Um, maybe, maybe our fortunes will turn around at some point. Um, I know we have beaten them this season, but just in general, over the course of a season, Guildford are are going to are going to beat us more often than not. Um, Interestingly as well, from those two games, no, no Quinn O'Brien, no Reese Cochran, uh, and Liam Stenton, and and the lineups for the for those games as well. Yeah, and I suppose I was I was going to hold off mention it, but now you have obviously the knowledge oh, that that's <laughs> spoiled spoiled the format. The the, no, the knowledge that. Cochrane and Quinn O'Brien were released. I suppose wasn't too much of a surprise given how few chances really they'd had in the lineup. I know O'Brien had maybe been in and out a bit with injuries, uh, but Stenton was definitely teacher's pet. I guess you could use that kind of phrase, and and has been really good. I think Malcolm Cameron's been impressed with him. He's used them. In defence and as a forward, uh, and given he stepped up, I think it it meant that Cochrane himself would would struggle for a place, and then uh, Quinn O'Brien, obviously with his carrying that extra import at that point, he was generally the guy to miss out. Yeah, um, unfortunate, uh, unfortunate for both. I think. Um, it probably made sense for for East Cochran to um, you know to to go um, of his own accord. Obviously, he was barely featured for us at all, even when he was um, statistically dressed for games. You know, seventeen appearances. Um, I can only remember seeing him on the ice a, a handful of times, if I'm honest. Um, so it completely makes sense to, to kind of go and get game time. Um, and it is a shame because you do want say, young British guys doing well, especially say, especially Scottish players as well because they're few and far between. But um, yeah, still still very young, you have to say as well. 20 years old, born in 2001. That's disgusting. 
Yeah. Born in the same year that uh, FIFA 2001 came out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, aye. Uh, uh, well, I was I was going to start dropping some some early 2000s R&B hits, but well, like, yeah, that would have been that would have been more accurate than anything I could have. Well, I came up with an accurate thing for <laughs> this one, didn't I? Um, Give me a 2001 R&B hit. Well, Craig uh, David, when was Seven Days? Eventually, seven days, and don't know. Maybe that was earlier. Maybe that was earlier. But, uh, I was the, the irony of of Reese Cochran's clan career probably lasting just about as long as that Craig David track is a bit sad. But I, when I, looking back in the predictions, I, I did have the phrase "not much ice." Beside Reese Cochran, and you, it's sort of predictable, and that's why it's a bit sad. But he just, I think they do struggle, particularly if I know Stenton's not big, but the, the size thing for a defenseman is is a big factor. And unless they they impress in other ways, Stenton has kind of managed to do. Then it just you don't see coaches. Um, put trust in them that much yeah it's, it's an interesting point it, it does kind of raise concerns um, if you're making the step up to to this level um, and that is kind of unfortunate we've you know previously heard from from the coach that he does like to work with young players and stuff like that and you know I think maybe from that point of view it's maybe a bit disappointing that we didn't see more of him but um you know, it, there's only so much that you can that you can do if you're in Malcolm Cameron's position and you're seeing you're seeing him training every day and um you know maybe he just didn't didn't suit his style of play or whatever who knows but yeah uh, but exactly I, he sees him he sees him all the time so yeah. um you can't really you can't really complain too much from the Quinn O'Brien point of view that there were quite a few fans saying that possibly he shouldn't be the one to go over um, Jamie Crooks and that's hard to argue with in a sense um, Quinn O'Brien obviously is singing for Dundee today so hopefully um, he does well not against us obviously um, but I think with when you look at the comparison between O'Brien and Crooks he's maybe thinking that Crooks has got more potential to provide points but I think the, the clock's ticking for him. Um, his involvements have not been very impressive, and his point return is way off what's needed. Let's be honest. Yeah, was it one one goal in fifteen appearances? Something uh, like that. I can just just get it up shortly, but um, I think it's about that anyway. Yeah, it says one, three points, one goal in twenty games. Mm, okay. Yeah. And no. when you look, at, you look at um, his, fir- his first season in Guildford, um, you know, he didn't absolutely set the place alight. Uh, Fifteen goals in fifty-three games for thirty-four points, and then the next season, twenty-four goals. Uh, in 47 games 
that's a lot more goals. Uh, so in that ratio, if he was playing to that level, then at the moment he should be he should be around the say ten ten goal mark if mm. we're being if we're being fair. Um, and he's he's nowhere near it, so disappointing and I've got no doubt he's obviously struggling himself. He knows he'll know that he's meant to be one of the point scorers. Yeah, of course, that's kind of why he was brought in, I guess. Um, you know, you do kind of often look to have a mix of types of players in, in your team, and, and Crooks fit this uh, the mould of someone who's had experience of the league and, um, you know, knows, knows how to score in the league as well. And, uh, yeah, it's just for whatever reason, it's just it's not worked out so far for him. But um, you always kind of hope that these guys turn it around. But you also kind of get the feeling that maybe time's running out for him. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I agree. But we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it does. But he certainly didn't the next night where we had a. I would say an uncharacteristic 6-1 defeat down in Manchester. Um, nothing really went right for us that night. Um, and we've been, I think, fairly even against them. Certainly strong at home, but I think we've we've lost a couple of times down in Manchester now. Uh, but given how tight the game the, the night before was, uh, I definitely didn't expect a defeat in that manner. No. Um, that's a tough one, really, because you're kind of, like, following the game online, it, it kind of seemed like a bit of a disaster all round from us. Um, shipping four goals in that second period, uh, kind of sandwiched between two power play goals for Manchester as well. Just a kind of a miserable night, really, kind of overall. Um you know, you you do kind of ask yourself where where did this where did this kind of performance come from? Um, and I was kind of expecting <laughs> I was expecting huge outrage uh, from Cameron after the game, but um, yeah. wasn't wasn't as raging as I thought it would be. Um, no, I, I wonder if he if he had the, the comments from the the game a few weeks ago. Um, in the back of his mind, where he thought that was possibly too harsh. Maybe, um, yeah, maybe. And that they had been on quite a good run. That's um, true. Yeah. Th- there's that, albeit he probably didn't think that would be the the catalyst for a a really poor <laughs> a really poor run of form. We just can't. It's it's the consistency thing. We don't normally concede that many goals but we certainly we certainly do struggle to to score so like when we have a night like that I suppose that's kind of what happened and we've done it a couple of times with a with a heavy defeats but generally I associate it more with a, a sort of tight tight scoring affairs and and being kind of okay defensively yeah. although we will, we will kind of come on to that I suppose <laughs> yeah, 
No, I, I do agree with that though. Um, I don't know if he's maybe just if Malcolm Cameron's maybe just thought it, you know, we can use this game as a as a sort of wake up call to to some players that we need to turn up every night, uh, ready to play. Um, interesting though that no no Jamie Crooks for that game, um, but Conor Bryan came back in. Um, for his, for his <laughs> that was <laughs> his final. That was final it. Nail in his clan coffin. Yeah, that was it. That was the yeah. that was his mistake, volunteering to come back in for that. Uh, but yeah, that was you. You could say, I suppose, a blip, but um, it's just it's not not good to see those kind of results, especially against the teams in and around us. So. Hopefully next time we get uh, face Manchester, we can turn that one round. Um, but last weekend we faced went down to Nottingham where we have had a lot of success, and that continued with a two-one overtime victory. Um, but in, in the lead up to that, we announced that we signed um, forward Braylon Schmier which is a tremendous name, uh, but a guy who I remember being really quick from his brief spell in Guildford a couple of seasons ago. Um, and, you know, he he scored that overtime winner, which is a great way to, I suppose, introduce yourself. Um, and Malcolm Cameron saying he brought him in, we lacked a wee bit of speed offensively, which I suppose is true. Uh, but definitely a great start for him, and maybe maybe he thought I'll bring in one of Jamie Crooks' pals from Guildford to try and get him um, <laughs> picking up a wee bit. But in reality, what will happen is it will just sort of show Crooks up a wee bit more, possibly. Yeah, potentially. Um, that's yeah. Also, something I had no I had noted down about that as well. Um, yeah, tw- like twenty four years old. Still, you know, it's pretty young and uh, left winger. He's got an impressive CV for a young guy. Um, as we know, he's already played in the elite league with Guildford. Um, tons of experience in the WHL and East Coast Hockey Leagues. Uh, three AHL games as well, which I was quite surprised to see, I guess. Um, as well as a spell in Sweden before joining us, so a good acquisition, I think, mid-season, uh, and you know, I think will kind of provide something that we've, that we have been missing in, in terms of general speed and transition, and hopefully chance creation as well, because that's kind of something that is uh, wildly missing from the team. Yeah, and, and nice to actually get an overtime victory as well. Which is not yeah, bucking that not, trend. Uh-huh. Not calling for us at all. Um, no. Matthew Wow the other goal. He's been very consistent. Um, but yeah, we we've done well down there, and kind of now feel quite confident in certain ranks, and I think that's probably one of them. Uh, so again, Nottingham fairly close to us in the standings. So that was that was a good result, I think. Um, you look at the game then on Sunday, we're at home to Sheffield, and those 
if you if you looked at, at four available points, you would think most realistically we would only be able to get two probably to Nottingham. That's what it transpired, a 3-6 scoreline against Sheffield. Um, albeit, I think, a, a good performance up until Sheffield were able to sh- show their class towards the end. Just um, turning the screw a wee bit with their scoring depth, I suppose, and just overall quality, really. Yeah, that's it. Just kind of kind of goes on from, from the, the point about um, you know, if Sheffield turn up to play then they'll be more often than not. I do um I do think that that's that, that is the case. I think um as well again by all accounts we did play well. Um like you said, kinda of battled hard and um but yeah in the end they were just they were too much from us. Uh too much for us, sorry. Um Nice to see, nice to see Yellowhorn get a, get a couple of goals. Though I, I do think that that's something that has been lacking in his, in his game um, since the start of the season. He is kind of chipping in with assists and stuff, and we know that he's kind of near a point a game. But um, would obviously like to see more goals from him. Um, and Mitch Jones as well with with our other goal. Uh, uh, he's been somewhat of a, a revelation since since joining as well. I think he's pretty much a point a game as well for us, um, which is obviously something again that we had missing from um, from the defence certainly. Yeah, and the the thing is, like you said, we've we've been close with a lot of these teams, but it's just um, that extra extra wee bit that they can call on a, a four goal third period just took it well away yeah. from us um, two of two of those being power play goals um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that from a few weeks ago uh, when our, our power play was um, one of the best in the league it still, still is up there at just over 20% um, our penalty kill is kind of more middling in the league just over 81 I think we have conceded a, f- a few power play goals more recently um, nothing that's alarming but especially when you look at Sheffield these are the kind of teams that you need to avoid giving that extra uh, chance to because they're clinical and it was just sort of showed Malcolm Cameron's talked about not being consistent for 60 minutes but I think when it comes to this kind of opposition it's it's hard you've, you've stuck with them for so long um, and then they're able to just turn it on Yeah it's tough and the way the fixtures have landed as well for us they seem to have quite a lot of games against Sheffield um, that we've played recently and uh, have still to come as well so they're not going to get any easier, um, especially well tonight down in Cardiff. Again, another another tough test. Um, it's uh, yeah, games are coming fucking fast really for us. Um, it's just yeah, 
it is difficult to kind of have that 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 kind of thing of consistency where um, you know, when you are playing teams like this because um, of their obvious quality and it is difficult to to play the way that we play uh, on any given night as well so there's a lot of factors that go into it but um, if we can you know keep in touch with these with these teams then we'll be there or thereabouts probably when it comes down to uh, the playoffs and stuff like that but yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah there's, there's been it's kind of been talked about that are we being built as a a playoff style team but I'm not really sure I'm, I'm a big fan of that given that the playoffs in this league aren't very long um, I don't really think you want to build your team to be tight in, in sort of a four game four games which that's all it is you know uh, yeah. quarter final and uh, semi and final I, I don't think you really want to be aiming for building a team that's good for four games but I can't no. remember, I, I understand that the phrase more is, is probably more reflective of the style of play I get that um, mm. but you know kind of just got to accept where we are and getting any sort of points off Sheffield and Belfast and Cardiff realistically is is a bonus for us and it's kind of understandable, you know. Um, I was I was going to briefly sort of flip the format just to look ahead while we talked about it before we went to the the player ratings. This week we're playing Cardiff tonight, obviously away, uh, and then we've got um, Saturday. Home to Coventry, Sunday away to Sheffield again, Wednesday, home to Sheffield. So it's out of those out of those fixtures, Cardiff twice, Sheffield twice. It's uh, sorry, not Cardiff twice. Is it Cardiff twice? Don't we're playing Cardiff, Cardiff and. Cardiff, Coventry and Sheffield, Sheffield twice, twice. That's it. um, it's it's tough, very tough, um, and are we going to get, what, what are we going to get from those games basically, um, I, I'm putting a lot, I'm putting a lot of emphasis on that Coventry game at home, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would agree with you, I think, uh, I'm struggling to see anything more than two points really, um, if we can get one of the other games in the overtime, or maybe a couple of them in the overtime, or maybe sneak a victory somewhere, then yeah, I think that's exceeding expectations. Yeah, we're we're tied on points with Coventry. Um, Coventry have played twenty six games. We've played one more, and uh, we're both four and five games in hand over Guildford, respectively been only a couple of points behind and then Nottingham a couple ahead of those so it is tight with those games in hand but when you see the recent fixture the, the sort of upcoming fixtures just over the horizon it's going to be tough to take points from those even though we're you know they're games in hand but they're tough yeah we'll, again we'll kind of see we'll see what happens but 
looking at it in predictions, uh, it's, it's difficult to see more than through it. And yeah, the, the, obviously the, the focus will be on Coventry, but again, that's not a guarantee either. Yeah, no, nothing's really. You nothing's wouldn't really associate the phrase "must win" in hockey, really, especially when there's no sort of. Uh, no, I at, mean at this at this stage at this stage when you're still playing for playoff positions, I would say possibly five. I know I'd kind of written them off last time and they've picked up a couple of good wins, but they are sort of more in the must win. Yeah. Games yeah. territory, um, but our must wins are the teams around us, um, of which there are basically uh, five at the moment. So games against those teams are absolutely crucial and as you say, bonuses against the rest because unlike maybe in past years where we've had stronger teams, we're just not quite there, I don't think, to compete consistently. We have seen the odd win over Belfast and some points from Sheffield, but I think realistically we're looking at a, a two from Coventry, if anything, and... That's that's got to be the focus without dismissing the other games, really. Yeah, I think I think it's safe to say that expectations have been have been lowered since uh, since I thought how we would do at the start of the season. I think to be fair, like judging by it, everyone that we signed came in talking about winning winning silverware and wanting to win things and. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's there's nothing really to suggest from this particular group of players that tells me that they've got the consistency to be able to do that. Um, nah, I, I never like to to say that really at the start because it's a bit of a downer. But I think um, maybe a, a few years ago, possibly in our in our sort of prime Champions Hockey League type state. Yeah. Pre-COVID, that you could say that, but I think people Even just that, say that's... that when they come in. People just say that, but we're 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 nowhere near consistent enough for silverware. Um, we obviously aren't even in the Challenge Cup. But I think that that would be our only real chance at the moment in the next couple of years. As uh, as sad as that sounds, but I just don't think we'll we're ready to compete with those other teams at the moment. No, you're, you're kind of rebuilding um, again, which seems to be a recurring theme for us every year at this point. But um, I don't know. I, I think we've got the right guy in to be a coach. Um, yeah, we'll kind of see. We'll see how it goes in the next few years, but obviously... It's you know a lot of it comes down to funding again and yeah um, even with the, the kind of recent uh, restrictions that were in place are going to going to have an effect on on what we'll be able to do as well in the summer. Yeah, massive. Um, but again, because it is a short playoff format, let's at least try. If for me, getting to the playoff final weekend would be great. I think at this point, yeah. at this point, if we can, if we manage to get ourselves a good match up, just looking kind of ahead a, a bit of the standings, 
Um, if we manage to get a good matchup, and by that I mean avoid Belfast, Cardiff, or Sheffield. Yeah. Uh, which we can do. Yeah. Uh, if we if we if we are playing against matched up against Nottingham or Guildford, say, mm. uh, then I would, anybody mm. other Guilford. than those top three. <laughs> yeah. Stick Guildford in But still. Still, I, yeah. I fancy our chances of, of being able to do that um, over two legs, which would be good. Because when was the last? The last time we actually got there was years ago. Yeah. Uh, and you've got to, you know, Fife. Fife have been there more recently than us. Dundee have been there more recently than us. Uh, maybe this is the year that we get there. We, I don't think we would win it. You never know, but getting there would be would be a success. So these are important games to try and get a good playoff matchup and I think we can do that. Uh, but we're just we're just realistic a while off these top teams. Um, but I think that kinda brings us on nicely to talking about the team a bit. You mentioned Malcolm Cameron being the the right guy. I would I would tend to agree as well. I think he he needs a couple of seasons. Oh yeah, um, not yeah. He needs a couple of seasons. Um, if we're looking at the comparison of, of when he came in and where we are now, um, I would say he's, he's sort of met expectations. I don't. I didn't think he would be able to transform us into a great team. Um, possibly had a, a couple of worries that. We wouldn't be great to watch, and in all honesty, at times we've we've not been. But I I do get the impression that he, he knows what he's doing, and he's sort of trying to build a style. And the players are buying into that in the most part, uh, albeit we've just been a, a wee bit inconsistent. But I, it's hard to it's hard to to say that he's. He's been the problem as such. I don't think he, he has. No, and again, it's kind of difficult coming in the way he did and this uh, the time to be able to assemble a team properly with again the kind of funding that we've got is difficult. Um, you know, you're kind of holding off, and because because we didn't start until later on as well, you're you're kind of losing out on. Perhaps you know other other players that you would, um, or that, that Malcolm Cameron would would rather have. So, um, yeah, a lot of factors have kind of gone into. It. I'm uh, conscious of that. I'm going to give him this season as a as a buy really. Um, he gets a buy this season, and then yeah, hopefully you know if everything's okay for next season then. Uh, you know, maybe he's got time to have a more of a look over the summer to see, uh, you know, kind of other guys that he would maybe like to bring in or upgrade in certain positions. But but we'll do that for you. Yeah, and yeah. He, he's got so much experience that you know he'll he knows what he wants. I think he's he's honest, and I think his his sort of media stuff has been quite good. I don't. I don't really mind the honesty 
um, that, that is, much. It's quite I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's been uh, John Tripp le- level where Tripp was sort of really almost personal in a way. Uh, I thought at times. Mm. I, I think I think Cameron's handled himself quite well. Um, but yeah, he would be the first coach that we would give a a second or would actually stay for a second season. Um, yeah. Since if he wants to as well. If he wants to, yeah. Since um, Brian Finnerty, I think it would be a. I imagine that we offered Pete Russell a second season. Uh, in fact, we did, didn't we? That was the whole story. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I can I can see Malcolm Cameron being there for certainly next season, um, and hopefully get something going. So as a mark, as an out of ten mark, if we're doing that, he he got a six from me. No, okay. Six. Uh, remember my sixes were <laughs> my sixes oh, I know. were. I know what your those. sixes are. Your your sixes are sort of low end good. Yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. Whereas, well, my, my low end good would be probably a seven, and that's what mm-hmm. I've given him. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, right, goaltenders, I think this is the this is the place where I have to hold my hands up for sure. Um, Shane Starrett, I think, before the season, I had said he'd be good, but not exceptional. I, I gave him a, a seven. And I think, in all, all honesty, along with uh, one other guy, possibly, he's, he's been our best player. I've given him a nine. Um, and the only reason he's not got a ten is because he's possibly been let down by some of the defending. Uh, and I think he's been excellent. Possibly our our best goalie as far as I can remember for consistency, not making errors, still faces a lot of shots, but um, is just doing really well. And I think the main thing is that you're confident every game that he's going to do, he's going to do well. Yeah, I think you've I think you've summed it up nicely. Um, I went into the season I was. I was big on Shane Starrett from the outset. Um, yeah, you're one nil up from that point. <laughs> sure. I gave him a ten, and I've I've still kept him there. Um, he is a ten. He is a ten for me. Um, and again, I think that is down to the fact that he has kept us in games. You you only need to look at the the stats on that. Um, shots against, we are. The second worst in the league with um, over 36 shots a game. Um, when you compare that with goals against, though, we're, we're fifth in the league. Um, so he is like single handedly keeping us, keeping us afloat, I think. Um, and, you know, without, without him, it would be. Well, it would be worse than, than what it, what we currently are in. Um, but he's definitely won his games. I've got no doubt about that. Yeah, and we're only halfway through the season. And already I'm giving him a contract for next year. Oh, uh, 
I would do uh, if he wanted to stay, to be honest. But if he does, there is that. You know, he's he's the only thing missing. I think probably is a shutout this season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it the problem for us is when a guy like that performs so well, you have um, other teams elsewhere and in the league sort of sniffing about. Mm. Uh, so if we can keep hold of him, brilliant. He's he's the one to build the team around. I think. Um, so yeah. Hundred uh, percent. So. Yeah, I I would totally agree. Yeah. Going into next season, he's he's the first, the first one you want back. And I think you've got to give um, credit to Malcolm Cameron, as because he was sort of the yeah talked about as being the priority guy to bring in, and that's worked out really well. Um, so hopefully more of the same second half from um, the star. Uh, Jordan McLaughlin has only played a handful of games. Um, so I've, I've I've consistently given him. In fact, I didn't rate him at the start because I said that he'd only play a handful of games. I've given him a six just because that's my that's my go-to. He's he's done what he's had to think, Mark. Yeah, uh, yeah. I went back and listened. <laughs> uh, I think I don't think I gave him. A mark either, or if I did, then it would it would have been a six. Um, so I, I, I will stick with that. But I did put NA because it doesn't I don't think a score really applies given how little we've seen of him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, in a way it's good that we've not seen much of him because uh, Starrett's been. Very good, you know. Mm. It's, he's not really needed to come out. I think he, he got some game time in the Manchester hammering recently. I think. Uh, yeah. But apart from that, he's he's not really been needed, which is good. But um, you know, not really get too much more from that point of view. I, what I would say is that I've only rated the guys who are still here. And obviously additions. So in the defence, Mitch Jones comes in. We don't have a, a pre-season comparison uh, for Th- him. Thankfully, because it would be terrible as well, probably. Thankfully, <laughs> well, yeah, it would. Yeah. Uh, but I've I've been really impressed with him in the most part, uh, and I think he's had a big impact on the team. Which you wouldn't always say would be the case for a guy coming in on defence, uh, but I just think he's, you know, enthusiastic, puts himself about, and has produced fairly well offensively. Uh, you know, sixteen points in nineteen games—you can't really complain too much about that. A lot of people probably look at the plus-minus stats, minus ten. Not great, but I think just for impact. Uh, and I, I like him. Good shot. I'm, I'm going to give him an 8. Just, for his, uh, just for his impact. I'll, I'll run through the rest quickly and then we can um, compare. I've given Tim Shoup a 7. 
I thought he's he's done pretty well from what I've seen. Good skater. Scored, I think, two or three goals maybe earlier in the season. And I was quite impressed. Um, and I think previously I'd said he'd be a seven, so I'm, I'm quite happy with that one. Uh, Brock Bookaboom, previously six, and I'm sticking with six. I think he's been all right. <laughs> nothing, nothing too spectacular. I don't, I don't remember him being um, full of mistakes, but I don't think he's sort of showed his NHL caliber shot enough yet. Yeah, so I've given my my usual six. Uh, Vinanen, previously I'd said good player, top two defenseman, eight out of ten. And I've, I've dropped him one point from that. I've given him a seven, mainly because uh, did I expect more? At times, yes. At times, he's, he looks really good. But also, he's got, I think, uh, a bit of a, a dodgy plus minus. So he's, he's on for a lot of conceded goals. Um, and but, but at the same time, I think... That could just I be think he's, the fact that he's a minute muncher, though. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's a good point. A great phrase. Uh, but no, I don't think he's been too disappointing, so I've only dropped him one point. Uh, Cody Saul, before I said, um, enjoys a fight kind of thing, fan favourite, but I knew he wouldn't be my favourite. Could he skate? Would he put up any points? Uh, I gave him a six. And now I've given him a, a stuck, sort of reluctantly stuck with six. Uh, I just, I don't really like him that much. I think he's he's a bit easily wound up, albeit he's not got too many penalty minutes. I think he only had a couple of fights recently, um, but I just don't, I don't really like him that much. So I'm kind of sick. <laughs> Uh, and finally, Liam Stenton. Previously, I'd said seven. Impressive when we see him. I've I've bumped him up to an eight because I've been very impressed, and I think he's he's done well to get into the team regularly for a sort of two-way guy. And Malcolm Cameron obviously likes him, so I've bumped him up to eight. That's yeah, that's interesting. Um... Okay, I'll um, well, I also gave marks to uh, players that are no longer with us. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, um, it sounds like that. Fair enough, yeah. But for oh well, so Reese Coffin then not nothing. What did you go over Reese Coffin? Did I miss that? No, I just didn't. I didn't give him. That's didn't give him it. I suppose I could have given Quinn O'Brien a score, but he would probably have been a six. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Um, all right, I'll run through mine then. Um, so I think we actually kind of agreed on a few of them. Um, 
Mitch Jones, I would agree, has, has been an eight. 16 points from 19 games is uh, is what what you what you look for in a demon. Uh, does sneaky um, sneaky penalty minute taker wasn't I don't know if I was expecting to be uh, as much um, of a nuisance to the refs, but I um, quite enjoy that. Certainly more, more penalty minutes than, than Cody saw anyway, which is a surprise. Um, I think from what our expectations were before the season, but obviously we didn't know who Mitch Jones was at the start of the season as well. So yeah, that- if we were predicting for guys that we hadn't signed, then <laughs> we should do that next year. Predict, we should be Spotify uh, top ten. Predict two players that will join the team. At some point this <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, so yeah, really impressed with him. I think he's 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 come in and he's he's hit the ground running. Um, Cameron obviously knew what he was getting in him as well, um, having played with him last year. So yeah, really impressed. Um, so I've given him an eight. Um, Spoke about Cody Saul, so I'll come on to him next. Uh, I've given him a seven. Um, purely because, I think, of the sort of lack of penalty minutes and the fact that he can't, like, he, he can skate. I don't, I've not seen, like, <laughs> I've not seen, like, sort of fitsy levels of, like, just. No, he definitely. He can, he can. I completely ignore the, the pucking going straight towards the man, but <laughs> I have seen it a couple of occasions, but definitely, yeah, I think he's um, it's it's more of a sort of presence really in defence. I think does you do see um, that it does put other players off. We saw it against Belfast, um, Boucher just didn't really fancy it. Um, no. Sorry, I was laughing so much just at the, the thought there of um, Fitzy just <laughs> just abandoning the puck. That is yeah, just 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 leaves it wild, wild. Sorry, that made me laugh. Carry on. <laughs> Sorry, but it's all yeah. Soul, Soul's not really quite like that. No, um, he's been absolutely fine. Yeah, so uh, for that reason, I'm going with my seven. Um, Bookaboom I've agreed with you I've gone with a 6 I think he's been okay um, nothing nothing more than that nothing less than that um, any time I see a sort of defensive error or sort of a slack pass out from the back more often than not it does tend to be him Uh <laughs> He's Those the, are the things you notice, to be honest. Well, yeah, and that's that's the kind of things that, that stick in your mind more often than not. Um, to give him some credit, I guess, is you also kind of you look at it from a defensive point of view and you don't tend to notice him too much other than when he's making mistakes. So I think, I think that's 
underrated as something that's actually a good thing for a demon. Um, so I think he can do a job, but just yeah, it's sometimes the errors are a bit too much, Brock. So just dial it back, man. Uh, yeah, watch yourself. Watch, watch yourself. Um, Tim Shoup. Uh, I've agreed with you. I've also given him a seven. Uh, did like you impressed me early on as well. Um, with a few goals and I guess uh, creating that kind of slightly more offensive demon. Um, so yeah, I, again, no, I can't really say too much has gone wrong with him. Sure. Um, is kind of steady and does does a job um, so for that reason he's a 7 uh, Liam Stenton I've also given a 7 to because um, well I think he's been he's been really good for us um, it's just I do kind of want to see him now make more of a transition into uh, you know, more more points. I know he did he did score his first professional goal not that long ago. So um, we're hoping that's the the first of many in, in purple. Um, and he has he's definitely he's, he's definitely made a made a good start this season. And uh, yeah, he's been he's been called upon more often than not. And uh, I think you know it's not really a surprise to us that he's come in and, and done well. Um, so I think for that, yeah, I'll, I'll give him a seven because he has been good, um, and hopefully we can see him kick on throughout the season. Um, Miko, big Miko. Uh, I think. At the start of the season, I gave him a a nine, uh, and I've dropped him down to an eight now. So again, you had him as a seven, but I've given him an eight. So I think he's kind of in between uh, what I'd expected and what the reality is yeah. for Big Nico. Um, and yeah, I think you know it is kind of it's hard for a lot of these guys because they are. You see, you see what he brings to the team. He is quite vocal on the ice as well, which I do like. Um, I think yeah, I think he's been solid. He's kind of chipped in um, every so often as well. Does have a does have a, a really good shot on him as well. Does play quite aggressive as well. I do quite like that. Plays aggressive, but not he's not daft with it. Um, yeah, it doesn't make many mistakes either, really. Yeah, just... Not that I've seen. No. Kind of generally solid, so... Um, yeah, it's the kind of D-man that I like to have in my team. So I've given him an 8 so far. Uh, and then, well, last of all, the Mers. <laughs> yeah, so I was actually not going to skip over that, but that is a, <laughs> it's an embarrassment for me, really. Uh, so between him and Starrett, um, Medric Mercy obviously released him months ago 
my, my notes before the season, I said I had high hopes and I thought it'd be impressive. I, I gave him an 8 before the season. Um, and that's, yeah, that's just how bad. That's why I should never do any predictions. <laughs> uh, predi- predictions are good. They're fun. Um, I actually don't really remember him because it was quite a while ago. Yeah. He, he didn't play that much, but as far as I gather, he's he's been pretty steady for Manchester. So it's just sometimes, like I suppose, square pegs and round holes type thing. Mm. Yeah, I, do, I think that, he's been okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was okay with us. I don't really have anything else other than that to to give. I think generally my scores overall, I was quite. Well, I mean, pre season, I was quite quite score happy. Uh, I was generally happy with how the team looked, but it's not really transitioned all that well. Um, Shoop and Saul, I'd given an eight <laughs> before, uh, at the start of the season. Both now sevens, yeah. so that's maybe not too bad. But then Bukubum, I also gave an eight to. Uh, yeah. I suppose the way to judge the season, in, in a sense, is to look how many players have increased on their ranking. Um, and from defence, obviously Shane Starrett has. But from the defence, uh, only Liam Stenton for me has has increased his his rating. Uh, yeah. I, and I think that sort of reflects on the, the steadiness. You know, it's not been terrible. It's not been great. We kind of thought we'd be, I suppose, quite. Solid defensively at times we are, but we're also not, um, which is not not ideal really. But um, I, I don't think there's anyone who really stands out as being uh, a lot better than we thought. If if I'm taking Jones aside, kind of thing from the, the start of the season. Uh, but nobody is has disappointed as such. So it's it's kind of hard to to say either way, but I think it's been fine defensively. Yeah, I would agree. It's been it's been fine. Yeah, uh, I think we have had to rely on on Staric quite a lot, um, and maybe uh, you know maybe your your top four guys are playing quite a lot of minutes. Uh, we did kind of know that coming into the season, and I think that was. Probably in Malcolm Cameron's thinking um, when recruiting these guys as well. Knows that a lot of these guys play a lot of minutes, so is that to take any consideration as well? But yeah, generally, I think slightly under under what I, what my expectations were for the, for the defence. Um, and again, like you, Stent um, is the is the standout really there. Yeah, I think if, if we're moving on to the forwards, what we'll do is we'll go through each one and we'll just do our pre-season to, to now yep. mark and then at the end we can discuss the sort of highlights of that. Uh, <laughs> I think there's many. <laughs> well, yeah, well, let's, let's find out. Uh, so Callum Boyd, I'm, I'm going to skip uh, because I don't even think he's played, has he? Um, no, he's he's a two-way guy, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, okay, so 
Jordan Boesa, uh, I think before the season, did I <laughs> did I even give him a mark? Uh, yes. Well, yeah, yeah, you gave him a six, I think. Right, I gave him a six, and I think I would. At the moment, I'm I'm dropping that. I'm dropping that to five, and it's kind of, without expanding too much, not really his own fault. He's, he's not played, so I've, I've not really got enough to judge. Uh, when he's, he's been very limited chances when he's been on. So, uh, I'm just going to say five. Yeah, I've also said five. Um, I gave him a seven pre-season. Because Whoa. because I I genuinely thought that we, I I thought we would see a lot more from yeah um, from the Brit players and that's maybe something that uh, I would like to see more of because it just it gives it gives other guys a rest more often than not you need you need a line like that where you get a high energy chasing chasing yeah. down pucks and you know, generally making a nuisance of yourself and I think Wesa can do that. We have seen it when he has been on the ice, but yeah, not seen it enough for me. So yeah, I, I suppose if you yeah if you look at um, Annie Ferguson from that point of view as well, uh, I think it would be the same same bracket for him. Uh, we're not not seeing enough of him yet to, and from that point of view, I feel kind of harsh giving them scores, but. I would put them in the same bracket. Yeah, and I think we both we both said a, a six for Harry Ferguson pre-season. And yeah, uh, I don't know. Can you really give these guys scores? You're not seeing them a lot. Nah, I know it's it's quite harsh, but that's what we're here for. That's <laughs> so both dropped a five. I so both dropped a one. Um, <laughs> right, Colin Campbell. Pre-season, I said seven. Um, I said steady, happy if he if he manages point a game. Now I've put him to a six because uh, sometimes when I've seen him, I've I've thought he's looked quite useful. Other times I've thought not so impressive. Um, so I've I've dropped him down a point, but he's kind of been okay. Ish and uh, did get an injury, I think, on point for a couple of weeks as well. So he's been okay, but I'm I'm needing more. Yeah, I also had had him as a seven preseason, um, and I've I've dropped that down to a five. Um, yeah, I don't. I I think there are areas in the team that that we could strengthen in going forward. Um. I think this is. I think he falls into that category. Um, maybe slightly harsh. I just I don't think I've seen enough from him. Like you, uh, there are games where he just is anonymous. To be honest, and you can't really have that. Um, yeah. Especially when you're looking at you're looking at the forwards overall and. There's only a select few that are uh, contributing game in, game out, and I can't honestly say that he is one of those one of those guys. 
so far. Yep. Still, you've got half a season to turn it around, mate. I know, exactly. I do agree. Uh, Crooks, we kind of covered earlier, um, but in summary, I think, as you would expect from me, he's gone from a, a seven, he's dropped to a four. Uh, just because he's, he's really been poor. And that's about all I can say at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's bad. That's that is generally all you can say. Um, yeah, I, I was quite big on Jimmy Crooks preseason. I had him in as an eight, and I've I've dropped that right down to a three. That's a, <laughs> it's a five point swing. Yeah, is it's a yeah. huge drop. But to be honest, I genuinely haven't no. seen anything from him. I know what what even does. Four mean. I mean, four is probably four is like a four is generous. generous three. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I could adjust that. It's just it's at, at no point has he done really anything. No, it's true. And you don't. Well, I mean, we don't often score score as low as this for players, um, because generally, like I don't know, it's maybe a bit. You don't want it to seem personal or whatever, but you just. You have to be kind of honest as well, and I, I, I have to say that I genuinely haven't seen anything from him, and maybe even three is generous. Yeah, and that part of that is, in fact, basically all of that is that we expected him to be a scorer. This is a guy who scored five against Cardiff in one game. <laughs> uh, I mention that pretty much every podcast. <laughs> Maybe um, he's still got that game left. Well, he's still he? here. Maybe that's why but he's on him. Yeah, he's just he's just not done it. And he'll probably give himself a three. He might even give himself a zero. I don't know. Mm. Uh, it's, it's hard as a as a fan to see the small details in people's games. I think that's more the coach's job. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure he, he will be doing stuff that he's asked and fans don't really see I wouldn't think too much unless you're really watching for it sort of defensive stuff you, you see the you see the obvious bits and the checking back and the hits and the interceptions and stuff but you don't really watch you know positioning and whatever else but I think uh, yeah he's, he's really struggled and he could have been I think and can still possibly be the next out the door if there is going to be one. Oh, uh, I think it's a certain so, years. Unless, unless there's a huge improvement. Yeah, and we, so, we do need to see it. Um, yeah, we do. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next is, is Guillaume Gauthier. Uh, I had him as a, a 7 slash 8 pre-season. Um, and I've given him a a six slash seven now. Uh, I think probably more towards the seven side just because recently when I've seen him I've actually been quite impressed with some of the stuff he's he's been doing. Uh, albeit maybe not again like everybody consistently enough. Uh, I think he's he's improved as the season's gone on. And that's why I'm thinking he'll probably have a stronger second half than 
than the slower start, so I, I'll give him a, a six to seven, more seven. Okay. Um, I had him as an eight preseason, uh, and I've dropped him down to a six because we've again not really seen it uh, until recently I think I was kind of I think I was drawn in um, by that that <laughs> that highlight video <laughs> the highlight video did it for me I was convinced that this guy was going to be uh, yeah the next Conor McDavid or whatever but here he is Uh Again, I don't know. Maybe a bit, maybe a bit unfair, because um, yeah, I, I do think, you know, there has been games that I've seen where he he has done stuff, but I just, I don't know. In general, are you are you seeing it enough from him? Probably not. Um, and yeah, he has he has been better recently, but I don't know. Is that just is that just form is it like a one-off type thing I don't know um, so for that reason uh, I've got him down as a 6 for the time being yeah he's, he's one of the guys that sort of moved around the lines a wee bit trying to find the right spot yeah kind of with Crooks Campbell and Southam and uh, Stevenson they've, they've all sort of interchanged a wee bit mm-hmm. and probably be consistent with all of them but uh, with their marking. So, no, uh, sorry, Matt Haywood, good imports, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Haywood. I've had Haywood marked as seven previously, and I've actually moved him down to a six. Oh. Into the, I've moved him down into the done, done fine category, but I think. If anything, I've maybe not seen him quite as much as before, whether that's because he was the captain previously mm-hmm. uh, or whatnot. I think he's not really done too much wrong, but I, I, I more thought that he would have an improved season on last, whereas I think he's sort of just stayed the same in a sense. Uh, so... That's why I've I've gone back to the old good old six Sam six <laughs> Sam six um, yeah I'd, I had him down as a seven preseason and he's I've still got him in, in as a seven um, I think he, well, I mean you know what you get with my hair with the um, and you can uh, you expect. You know that, that kind of phrase. He's a he's a seven out of ten every game. Well, I think I think you do see that from him. Um, you know he's been kind of yeah. I would agree. Actually, I've not not seen as much of Hayward as um, as I would like. I think he can be a good uh, a good weapon to have on on a third line. Um, and maybe just not not found uh, the right the right teammates to play on the line with or whatever. I think generally though, I think he's been he's been good when called upon. Um, not nothing special, nothing terrible. Just 
kind of there, there or thereabouts. Um, you know what you get from that here is it's going to give you a hundred percent. So yeah, stays stays as a seven for me. Yeah, I think that's perfectly fair. A uh, Nolan Laporte pre-season, I'd said could he possibly finish as a top scorer, uh, which probably maybe seems a wee bit a daft suggestion. I think he uh, was a seven before, and I'm going to keep him as a seven. I think he's done uh, fairly well for us. He's put up um, points. He was sort of drifting around about a point a game for a while, albeit that's kind of dropped off more recently. Um, But I think he just gives you that bit of um, sort of grit and and scoring um, and did pretty well for a, a decent period with um, Matthew Watt and Yellowhorn on that top line uh, so I think he, he was always my sort of you know what you get player and I'm going to keep him no higher no lower than a 7 yeah I've, I've agreed with you um throughout the season with no report seven beforehand seven now um, I do agree I think you, you saw more out of that top line uh, when he was when he was moved on to um, he is putting up points I don't know if it's as many points as what he was putting up last season but you do see um you do see that it, you know, it, it means something to him, which I, I don't know that you can say about everybody else. Or that's maybe unfair, but just kind of generally on the ice, uh, he does, you know, he is kind of, he's quite aggressive uh, in his play, um, and you do kind of see that come across. Um, I think, yeah, I think he's aggressive, but without being sort of brash. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I would agree. You know, he, he's not got um, too many penalty minutes really at all. Um, no, he's not. He's not that. But, he, but he sort of, he comes across as that player that's, you know, not not to be messed with kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think we're both sort of in agreement that he's he's done as expected, um, but does strike he's the kind of guy that expects a lot more from himself, which I don't really have too much of a problem with. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. I think I've, I think I've got more of an appreciation for Laporte this season than I did last season, and I think it's because I think he's, I think he is standing out more this season um, than what I thought. He'd than what I thought it was last season, even though I think he's I think his points are uh, are down on last season I think but or so far anyway but um but yeah I'm definitely definitely taking a notice of him a, a bit more a bit more this season. Yeah, yeah I think he's done done pretty well. Uh, Matthew Wan next now I had a couple of concerns before I had him as a seven. Um, I did say those relied on for points. I explicitly had that as a note. It's probably my best note of the of the three season predictions. 
Um, he's been brilliant. I think uh, I've given him a nine now. I would say along with Shane Starrett, he's been our best player. For sure. Obviously, um, he's the one who's been consistently up there in, in points. He's a point a game exactly from 27. Uh, and I think he's just sort of been our, our star man to be relied upon throughout the whole this half a season. He's, he's never really dropped his form. Just when you think he, he's maybe struggling a bit, he'll come up with a goal. Uh, and I think he's really a sort of quiet leader almost he comes across that way so I've been really impressed yeah um, yeah I would agree with that uh, pre-season I'd given him a, a 7 like you uh, and again that was that was down to injury concerns and worries surrounding that would he be able to stay fit um, because I, I fit that too while we know what kind of player he is and um, <clears throat> as a point of game kind of guy so to actually see that now uh, is is big for us and yeah, I think we've said on a number of occasions where where would we be if it wasn't for Matthew Wah this season so I've agreed with you I've gone with a nine um, based on that and because without him the team would be in a shambles yeah, it would. Yeah, hopefully the second half can kind of uh, continue that uh, because he is yeah the main man at the moment. Uh, Braylon Schmier can't really can't really mark, but an overtime winner in your debut is a good way to start. We'll we'll cover him at the end of the season, I suppose. Um, Rodney Southam, an interesting one. I had. A uh, six out of ten before the season, and I've dropped him to a five. Uh, just because I think, not just because he has he struggled a bit. He's got I think one of the lowest plus minus on the team, um, and I've I've just not really seen. I've not really seen what his strengths are yet. I didn't know if he was going to be that guy who's going to be really physical and you notice him because he's getting in people's face. Not really seen that. Mm-hmm. And then previously he's, he's had a couple of seasons where he has scored some goals and I sort of thought, will we see a bit more of that? But we've not. Uh, so I just don't really, don't really see him having as much of an impact as as I want on either of those fronts yeah I had them as a 7 pre-season um, I've dropped the 5 as well again I would I would completely agree with everything that, that you've said um, with regards to, to how he's performed and uh, I think you know kind of maybe coming into the season I'd, I'd likened them to a kind of Scott Tansky type of player where you see him kind of quite aggressive on the fourth check and uh, kind of gets gets in people's faces and is a kind of general nuisance um, and then like you say as well has, has scored um, in the past as well when called upon so 
Um, but yeah, not really seeing either of those things. Um, and you have to kind of wonder as well if if Malcolm Cameron thinks that you know he's maybe one of these players that's kind of in a in a danger zone uh, type thing where if he sees yeah. someone that's that's better out there, then there's potential for that. Um, yeah, not just in general, not not really been impressed um, with him. He definitely falls into that that category of um, of secondary scoring that we're just not really seeing much of. Um, yeah, we've got a sort of box of a few forwards that are all in this <laughs> that you can um, yeah. categorise in the same way, and he's yeah he's one of them, and I think yeah would be on the possibly the the two be replaced if better alternative sticker on the box. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know I I don't want to be too harsh because we are only halfway through so um, we'll see. And in the same kind of vein, though not not really nearly as harsh. Dyson Stevenson I, I had a eight slash seven pre season and I've now got a a seven slash six uh, because I think I, it's hard to say what I expected really uh, definitely at times I've been really impressed with some of this stuff a couple of very good goal early on I think that first Belfast game he scored a great goal um, mm-hmm. scored a couple since some good um, passages of play but uh, I think he's been quite quiet and not really noticed that much and I don't know if that's just how he is as a captain uh, but you know he's, he's not really been in sort of similar vein to Southam he's not been involved in too much physical stuff uh, and he's not always been uh, involved in the in the scoring but he does he does play a, a good role in the likes of penalty kill and stuff which you have to sort of consider and again we don't know what goes on in locker rooms and how he speaks and whatever else mm. uh, he's a hard one for me I, I don't really know what to say He'd probably come across as, as a stick on Sam 6 uh, so I'm kind of giving him that but I'm also sort of a bit more benefit of the doubt towards a seven. I don't really know. What do you think? Uh, well, I was I was very high on Dyson Stevenson coming into the season. Uh, I'd predicted him a nine, uh, and that I've dropped him down to a seven. Um, because again, the kind of things that you'd that you'd mentioned, I think. Um. I don't know. I, I felt kind of early doors that he was he was playing well, and I could see a, a better than Matt Keith's about him early doors. But I'm not. I don't know where I was. I don't know where I was looking for that to be honest. Um, generally, I've not really seen too much more of that. Um, he does have, you know, he does have really good games, and, and like you mentioned, is good on the penalty kill. We saw it against Belfast. 
Um, I don't know how many times uh, it was him that threw himself in front of the puck to to block shots. Um, yeah. So we know that he, we know that he does do that, and uh, is a kind of kind of hardy player without being ultra aggressive. Um, and I just kind of wonder if if Malcolm Cameron was maybe expecting a wee bit more from him. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's it's a kind of tough one because he was obviously on that on that top line as well um, with Juan and Yellowhorn and wasn't really in amongst the scoring. Um, yeah, he's moved about a wee bit. Yeah. I guess yeah, I has kind of moved about lines and stuff as well. So, um, obviously doing doing what he can, I think, for the team as as a captain, you kind of you always want to yeah, to do that. I think so. Yeah, it's a difficult one to kind of put your finger on because there are times in games where you don't really see a lot of them. Um, so yeah, tough one, but for me, a, a seven it has to drop down certainly, uh, and I think yeah, seven seems fair at this point. Yep. Uh, and finally, Colton Yellowhorn. Again, another another interesting one. I said I, I expected as him as our top player, an eight. Uh, I've said he now he, he had a. Pretty slow start. Um, I think he's he's going to be one of these guys who sort of hovers around a point a game without you really noticing. He really kind of comes in and out of games. Mm-hmm. Don't know if that's just his style. He's he's not physical, but certainly glimpses of skill and good shot and stuff. You can't really complain too much about. Somebody that's that's getting you a point a game, uh, but I think he's he's a few goals short of where we want him to be, and uh, from from that point of view, I've said uh, he's down at a six point five. He's down at a six point five. I think that's because I just expected a lot. Maybe I expected too much mm. from him. Yeah. Uh, so he, so he's dropped one point five, and yeah, maybe that's harsh. Maybe the seven would be would be more suitable. But I just um, I'm expecting a strong second half. Put it that way. So mm. he can he can easily turn it round back to an eight. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've kind of got I've got him in as like a a seven point five. Uh, for now, I did have him as a nine preseason as well, and again he was one of these guys that came in with uh, big expectations and um, hasn't really hit it. Although as as producing almost a point a game, but yeah, it's the thing with the goals that we, that we've kind of spoke about it. Uh, to no end really on, on this podcast but there is a lack of goals um, and that is a concern uh, he yeah although getting although can I get a point again but you, 
you kind of wonder, you kind of draw comparisons with the likes of Matt Becker, I think, um, but you don't really see the kind of you don't see the same sort of level of skill that Matt Becker had, um, but does you know does put himself in good in good positions and uh, as we know he's got a, he's got a good shot on him. Um, so I think there are elements there that you can finish the season strong. Uh, so f- for that, yeah, I've kind of gone seven and a half, but. Um, there's arguments there for either a 7 or an 8, really. Yeah, he's 19th in scoring in the league, and he's ahead of a lot of good players. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just, you, you shouldn't have to be noticed. I'm not saying you have to be noticed to be to be a good player, but um, you know, I just expect them to be, like you said, you're talking about Becca. Becca always seemed to be involved when he was on the ice. Yeah. Whereas I don't think Yellowhorn is, doesn't feel like he's involved every time he's on the ice. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, yeah. But again, you can attribute that to our style in a way. He's he's not, I don't think he's ever going to be the kind of guy that's, uh, you know, defensively perfect and puts himself about. But I just you just don't physically see the impact that I thought you would. Uh, and he'll be listening to this probably thinking that is absolute shite. I'm putting up a point in the game. What would you want? Um, but I want, I want an extra. If if he was up at ten goals, ten eleven goals, I would think, yep, yeah, this guy's really really delivered. But not quite. Let's see how the second half is. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I've got seven and a half. A few more goals, he's, he's probably touching an eight. But, um, but again, we only really can go on previous previous players that we've had and kind of compare them, I guess. So from that point of view, he, he would be in the same kind of mould as a Matt Becker, but not. Yep. I don't know. He's, uh, he's in, the, in the same mould as a Matt Becker, but he's, they've still both got Scott Pitt pictures up on their bedroom wall. <laughs> Uh, not last cool. season Scott Pitt no. but early Scott Pitt oh yeah early Scott Pitt yeah. well I yeah. don't know Matt Beckham may have a few things to say about that but. yeah <laughs> that's true that's true um, I, it, so it yeah, so, kind of, sorry just quickly it does kind of fall into that, that same kind of category as Beckham where fans kind of you see fans kind of getting on on their back because you know they're maybe not doing much but they'll pop up yeah. with points here and there yeah. Yeah, no, he is. He is. I think he got some criticism early for his slow start, but not so much now. Uh, and it, and it, these guys take time to get up to speed the league, so yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see how the, the second half goes. Um, but uh, a lot to take in in this episode. But I think um, I don't know if we've, we've done a half halfway house review before, but. Uh, it was quite good, and we're, we're sort of hopeful that all these scores improve in the second half towards the playoff. Yep, uh, definitely. This is this is the kick up the arse that uh, that the team need. You know, you've heard it from Malcolm Cameron. Now you can hear it from us. 
yeah, numbers. he he said he said to us, I won't go in too hard after the six one Manchester defeat, but make sure you knock a few points off these guys' scores and then Yeah. Here we go, flying in with two feet. So yeah. Let's see how the next couple of weeks of results go. Um, and we'll we'll obviously be, be back on the airwaves when we next can and, and see just how embarrassing the halfway predictions are. <laughs> good. I hope we are embarrassed. Yeah, embarrassed in a good way. Embarrassed in a good way. Um, so thanks, thanks for everyone. If anybody wants to get in touch and dispute anything we've said, then don't bother because it's gospel. Uh, but thanks again, and we'll catch you next time. Cheers.